What's up, guys? Lucas still with Optimum Athletes. I'm here today with Mike Laneville, or Mikey as we call him. Uh, Mikey and I go way back. Met him at Driveline. Uh, before that, he went to St. John's in New York, where mm -hmm. you're from. Yep. Uh, did a gap year at Driveline. Yeah. It's actually uh, four years to the day that I uh, made it out. Today to is? Today is the day. Look at that, man. Time flies. Yeah, right? What a place. Um, and then you heard about uh, Sac City, and then there's a connection mm -hmm. with Ryan. and Yeah, so... I met Ryan when I started, uh, me and him had the same first day at Driveline. Really? Yeah. So we onboarded together with uh, Tosh. Uh, he took us through our onboard. So there's a whole Sacramento connection there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, trained together for a couple months. And then Bomber, once I uh, tweeted out my video, Bomber reached out to me uh, once the whole gap year process was over and was like, kind of like a gangster kind of tweet like <laughs> hey i know a place a pretty good one so uh i reached out to him heard sac city was a great program and stuff and uh made it out here you and know you here we are we haven't been able to get rid of you haven't been able you know it's nah. supposed to be a one-year trip <laughs> you know originally but here we yeah, are we love having and you dude. yeah it's uh, been you know some of the best years of my life so yeah. far so definitely a quick shout out to tosh tosh is the man yep. set track and field records i believe a jesuit yeah freak athlete um but anyway Part of the reason that you're here longer than you originally planned is you had Tommy John. Yeah. And yeah. So that injury actually dates back before anything. Uh, my junior year of high school is when I uh, partially tore my UCL for the first time. And I was throwing 70, 75. Right. So it was like, all right, am I really going to get this operated on? <laughs> or, you know, would, let's do something about it first. You know, I wasn't taking care of my body the right way. I knew I wasn't... Uh, mechanically efficient and all this kind of stuff i had to get stronger and everything so instead of opting to get the surgery at first i was like all right let me try to train and see if i can kind of train around because it was a partial tear so that's when uh my buddy justin padone shout out justin of course uh he found uh he came across kyle Bodie a video that uh he posted about weighted balls and stuff like that because we've been like doing like the online trade like finding stuff online from like the Velo Plus program, like Tom House's program to all different- 90 mile program. Yes, exactly. Not that one, but <laughs> <laughs> all the different stuff like we could find, we would just do and try to get better. You know, some of it's stupid. You right. know? I've some, been there. Yeah. So we found, we came across Driveline and Kyle Bodie and stuff. And Justin brought the plyo, ball, plyo balls and hacked and kinetic chain and all that stuff. And that's what really started it in 2015, that winter, uh, after I got diagnosed with a partially torn UCL, uh, started up, uh, I think it was called the 12 week, uh, pure development program. And which was just pretty much like an on-ramp, uh, to a VLO program. Mm -hmm. And right from there, it's just, my arm felt better, uh, which getting stronger, uh, just moving better, all that stuff without really like rehabbing per se. And I took that, I did that for like two, three years before I came out here. And then, uh, yeah, you went from what, 80 to 90. Yeah. So I went from throwing like low, like mid seventies in high school. And then once I, I would say this after my senior year is when I really started to train, when I really started to dive into all the driveline stuff. And I was like, I made the decision was like, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is, I'm going to put everything into this. And 
yeah, I started working to save up to go to Seattle. And uh, my freshman year of college, I knew I wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to walk on, but I mean, I was throwing, still throwing low 80s. I wasn't good enough. So I just trained. I would go to school 7 a.m. I would, yeah, a 45 minute drive in the morning. So 5, 5 a.m. I'd wake up, go to school, class at 7.30, 7.30 to like 12, eat train i would like throw my plyos in the parking structure of the school i'd work out in the rec center and all that uh go to my next class then i drive home go to work worked at a pizzeria uh delivering pizzas in new york classic classic yeah you know and saving up money i did that until uh till like 11 o'clock at night go home eat you know i'd eat at the pizzeria eat dinner go to sleep do it all again did that for a year you know knowing that uh June 2nd was going to be the day that I uh, went, made the trip and haven't really looked back since, you yeah. know? So it's been, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, dude, you freaking have made strides in the weight room, yeah. uh, on the mound, throwing, just everything. I mean, you know, we'll always find like memories on our phone and look at videos you're lifting <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the old cat cow deadlift. The old... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, just a great or just one thing you can look at that kind of shows you that progress is how much you're weighing right now. Uh, so right now I'm 215. I've been up to 238 during this, you know, well, how much were you that freshman year? Oh, I year? mean, that freshman, yeah, I was about 180, yeah. you know, 170, 180, you know, so, just, just yeah. tall and skinny. Definitely just a byproduct of getting stronger, putting yeah. in the work. I mean, you know, you're in a really good spot and I just kind of want to dive into what this rehab has been. We know you, I mean, you put in a lot of work at driveline, you put a lot of work in those three years at driveline here, Sac City. Then you finally did go ahead and get that Tommy John surgery yeah. back in July. Yeah, no, uh, June. It's, this is coming up on a year now. So June 26th of uh, 2020 is when uh, we pulled the trigger. Uh, because so after I left Driveline, came to Sac City, uh, pitched the fall, had a horrendous fall. It happens. And yeah, exactly. I mean, probably. I mean, biggest getting back into game, you know, it's just learn to be a competitor again, all that kind of first stuff. First time playing games yeah, in a couple years. Yeah, first time playing, you know, tr- switching from that training mentality to that game and competition mentality instead of like competing against yourself like you do when you train for so long. It's like, now there's a batter in the box. Yeah. Now it's time to go compete with that guy. The training's left behind. Doesn't matter what your PR is. Doesn't matter all that stuff. Now it's about getting that guy out. So that was just the biggest thing for me, learning about that and then, dealing with little bumps and nicks here and there, navigating my way through a season. Ended up partially, te- you know, elbow started bugging me towards the end, partially tearing it again, and decided to PRP it that year, which was the best move because I was able to train at OA, like with Ryan and Casey and Jeff, when it just opened up. So it was, it was awesome. That was like the best year ever because there was like 20 guys training here at the time, and I'd come in in the morning, hang out with uh, Jeff and Ryan. Then I'd start my workout. Casey would roll in. All three of us would work on throwing stuff. And it was like I was getting like my PhD in baseball by like those three guys. Honestly, you know, and it it was it was awesome. And then you so, run the hitting side at night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, first OA uh, hitting coach. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a, that was an awesome year. And then got you know we. Did well, you know, so I was throwing the best of my life going, you know, after the PRP going uh, into uh, my sophomore year, it's, oh, well, freshman year, it's my second year and got through that fall pretty, you know, pretty good. Uh, got ready for, you know, the season started off well, then towards the end, 
elbow started bugging up again, you know, which is kind of what we knew was going to happen because the PRP is like a band-aid and, mm -hmm. you know, I was just stuck around that 90 mile, 88, 90 mile an hour plateau for so long whilst making such big gains in the weight room, such big mobility gains, you know, so. You something was up. Yeah, the, the, uh, the governor, as we would call, you know, yeah. Casey and Evan would call it. So, you know, once uh, COVID happened, I knew I had to, I had to do something if I wanted to keep playing and, you know, just eliminate that excuse. Cause that's what training is, right? The process of lim eliminating excuses. Yeah. So. Hard work guarantees you honesty. Exactly, yeah. Casey Weathers. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Susack. Johnny Susack, <laughs> yeah, every quote. Um, but so, I was, because, because driveline, the sort of popularization of weighted balls and plyo balls is still new in the grand scheme of baseball. Yeah. When you attack a, a rehab, especially from Tom and John, like mm -hmm. the basics of what a lot of people have done for years and years and years isn't around plyo balls. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the program. Yeah. So you utilize them to come back arguably ahead of what is normal pace mm -hmm. for Tommy John. So I kind of want you to expand on, you know, what Evan had you doing, what Ryan had you doing, what the program yeah. kind of looked like, how you utilize plyo balls and stuff that people usually, or will argue might cause injury, mm -hmm. almost to get you healthy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I had such a fa solid foundation doing this stuff for years. Mm -hmm. So that obviously what, what helped, you know, that was, that was, I wasn't just going to leave that behind because right. that's what kept, that's what has kept me healthy for so long. I've been, able to pitch for four years and through and, a partial tear. Yeah, gain 15 miles an hour and do all this stuff through it with a partial tear because I started doing all this stuff the right way. And uh, yeah, so we found, you know, uh, COVID happened in March and uh, found out I needed surgery, you know, mm -hmm. because actually my ligament was so, it was just completely dead. So my bone started act, acting as the ligament, Ooh. developing a stress fracture in my bone. So really, I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God it didn't freaking that didn't snap. But uh, yeah, I mean, surgery was really it was the only option if I wanted to keep playing. So because of COVID protocols and everything, I knew I couldn't get in until June 26th. Uh, that was my surgery date, you know, so I had two and a half months. So Evan uh, just, you know, we sat down, we spoke about it and he's like, let's just get stupid strong. You know, let's just, just come in here, like, you know, it's quarantine, the world's shut down, but what do you got to do? What, what's like the big thing that everyone says when they first, they have surgery, you lose weight, you lose strength because yeah. you're so limited for the first couple months. So it was, it, ceiling. yeah. So literally I ate, I slept, I lifted and it was awesome. Like we were just looking up like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bodybuilding.com workouts. Like you, I, you, you did them, oh, yeah. you know, I sent them to you and stuff. So that was really fun and, you know, kind of give you that motivate, you know, like that something to like, you know, you know, some surgery is looming. Obviously that could be such a negative thing, but I didn't realize it. Cause it's like, you're still getting better. You're getting yeah. stronger. You're doing all this stuff and you're just setting yourself up for a good rehab. And then, uh, 26 came, uh, June and, uh, Dr. Kenneth Akazuki did my surgery as the giant's head doctor. And it went great. Like, I woke up right away in good spirits. I just, I like it. It just felt right for me. I knew it was the right thing to do. I did everything possible. Like it, it was just. You had this, you know, kind of minor injury looming. For, yeah, exactly. Over your head for it, years and years yeah. and years. Yeah. So it just felt good to finally get that out of the way and get the ball rolling. I know I, have, you know, this is the best environment to be in for something like that. So, had time, had OA. Uh, so we just had a great plan going forward, you know? I mean, obviously the first stage of it is just about 
getting range of motion back, getting, you know, you know, I had the graft taken out of my leg, so just getting mobility back there, all that stuff. And I went back home for a month, saw my PT there. Uh, shout out to my boy, Nick. Uh, saw your family. Saw my family. So like just kind of get in the right headspace, Definitely. just be around, you know, kind of like not forget about baseball, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, just go through life a little bit. Come back, ready to go uh, after, you know, at the two month mark. And that's when we really hit the ball rolling. Uh, Evan had a plan. We started working on mobility deficiencies, getting, you know, base, baseline strength backs, uh, ISO holds. Uh, BFR was unbelievable part of the uh, rehab. Like, that's awesome. Started, yeah. What, with that, you know, just, uh, just the research and the studies behind it. Uh, I know it's still pretty new, but I mean, I was able to to bench, to, to row, to curl, to do all stuff on my right with light weight, but right. still feel like such a, So I mean, you know. just for those that don't know what BFR is, it's blood flow restriction. And basically when you're cutting off blood flow to a certain muscle group, and then you do a bench or any exercise with lighter weight, but blood's not getting there, you kind of trick your body into thinking yeah. that it works harder. So it goes to recover as if you just did a heavy workout or squat at 315. Yeah. And so it's recovering and building those muscles up. So you almost get the benefits from lifting really heavy, mm -hmm. even though you didn't and can't because you have that surgery and you yeah. aren't able to hold that weight. Yeah. So I got to give kudos to like, to Evan really in time for that, just because I feel like the big thing, like the first couple months of rehab, it could be like tedious. It could be slow Definitely. and stuff, but Evan, there was always a plan. There was always a goal, you know, in like, obviously the main goal is to throw again once you have surgery. Right. But that's not until four and a half months out. So we like every week we like I saw on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week we sat that we had like, what's the goal for this week? All right. This week is to support your body weight. Mm -hmm. This week is to do a bear crawl. This week is to do non throw med balls. You something you're working towards. Yes. It's a continuous progression every week. And that's why it went so smoothly because it wasn't just like, all right, let's just get yeah. back to throwing. It's I like, no, let's get back to doing this first. And it probably helps you on those days that might be teased, have that yeah. focus and that intent to, exactly. hey, this is. Why am I doing yeah. freaking 10 reps of this? It exactly. feels boring, but it's like, hey, if I'm working towards this goal, I can have that, you know, intent isn't just, I got to throw this ball 100 miles an mm -hmm. hour. That's Having the intent to do everything the best you possibly can to put yourself in the ultimate best position. That's it. Yeah. So, so that was, that was good. That was really good. Uh, make sure the diet's in check. Make sure sleep's in check. A lot uh, of steaks, baby. That's it. Steak. You know, <laughs> keep it simple. Uh, Got the whoop band, you mm -hmm. know, so started, you know, just building those good habits, dialing everything in for when training started to really ramp up, dialing supplementation, uh, went, got DEXA scan, see, you know, body fat percentage. Measuring as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. Just covering, dotting every I, crossing every T yeah. and leaving no excuse just because, you know, that you see the, you know, when you, when you go through something like surgery, you see, like, obviously it affects you, whatever, but this you see the p you know having my family come out for that and like they they haven't seen me in sacramento yet and you know they were supposed to come out to watch me pitch but instead they're coming out to you know for just yeah, to watch me have surgery yeah. and stuff like that so like just do you know making sure you're doing that for the all your support team you know because i for like wholeheartedly believe i have the best support team from family to friends to you guys to kime to that in like the world, I think if anyone had the support team I have, they can achieve whatever they want. Oh yeah, dude. You know, so yeah, so we, those first couple months a little tedious, and then four and a half months is when we started throwing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know if I can exactly say who 
helped with the throwing program. We'll just say X, uh, Coach X uh, helped out with the throwing program and, you know, along with Evan and Ryan. And we, we did a different progression than the normal standard uh, distance-based return to throwing program. It was, uh, everything was measured by velocity. Uh, so, you know, in-game or in-game PR, let's say. And there's a chart based off that of taking how, percentages. Yeah, taking percentages and you know, so it starts off throwing slow, you know, so you do it from a constraint position so you don't make it, you know, you don't build any bad habits because uh, that's usually the, that's the main thing when you first, uh, one is to, to get the ligament working again, to, you know, just get used to the stress of throwing and two is to not, you know, create bad habits. So, Definitely. yeah, so we just started from the most constraint position, uh, just an offset throw, started with that, built it up. And it was a pretty smooth progression. I think it was a 14-week progression. By the end of it, I was throwing 83 miles an hour on flat ground. Uh, I think I was feeling a little oopsie, so yeah. I just let a couple go on the last day just to see where we're at. And then from there, we started a long, you know, a long toss progression. Started adding plyos. Uh, was able to do uh, three phases of strength training. Started with an isometric phase, then got into an eccentric phase, and now this is actually my last week of my power phase. So really be able to build each pillar of strength like that too, along with the, yeah, on-ramping with everything. Uh, didn't get into a velo phase or anything yet, just because we're just gonna get ready to pitch in game. So right from the long toss phase, started blending to the mound and it really been smooth sailing. I, I have not had missed, I like I had one hiccup on my back. Uh, that was the, that was the only thing that, ha that happened. That was like a three, four day thing that just from lifting and, whatever happened and well, the arm's been good. yeah the arm like it's just been a steady progression each week and just feeling better performance wise like everything so yeah. uh it's it's just really exciting and uh you know can't can't thank you know ryan and evan and, you know to you guys enough you know just to come to have a place every day that to be in an environment that just pushes you to be the best version of yourself you know, because obviously that's the goal of life, right? Everyone yeah. has that goal. Everyone wants to reach that best version. But when you just surround yourself in that environment, it's, you know, those kind of people, whether it's at, you know, with the places I've been lucky, fortunate to go to in my life, Driveline, Sac City, yeah. here, you know, so it's it's just, you know, really special. Definitely. I mean, it's been awesome watching you go about your work and freaking staying on the path and not, you know, teetering from like, oh, you know, maybe I'll take today off or anything yeah. like that as a lot of guys might do if they're doing the day in and day out work yeah. six days a week, week after week after week. Um, but just one thing I want to kind of touch on that is kind of different from at least, you know, I hurt my arm my junior year, mm -hmm. uh, straight in UCL, never had surgery or anything, but did a return to throwing program with PTs and it was all mm -hmm. distance based. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like the main measurement that a lot of return to throwing programs use. Yeah. And being able to utilize a radar gun with I use a modus sleeve too and mm -hmm. a bunch of other things yeah, to measure. Yeah, mentioned the modus sleeve. Yeah, to measure yeah. stress on the arm. But you know, if I'm throwing, if we go out and we play catch a to 150, mm -hmm. you know, I could throw it to you at 40 miles an hour, or I could yeah. throw it to you at 90. So you're not yeah. really measuring how hard you're throwing that ball. Mm -hmm. uh, but being able to just throw into a net with a radar gun there and have, yeah. hey, today we're not getting above 47. Yeah. Tomorrow we're not getting above 49. Yeah. And building up that way was. Huge. It was, I mean, just kind of watching it from the sidelines, like, oh, that, that makes a lot, lot more sense than what I, I mean, did. Yeah, just because. So you say the word radar gun, and automatically it's like, oh, 
velocity you know he's trying you know he's doing there he goes again yeah you know but it's no it's data like every ball that is thrown has a certain velocity to it you know just like it has a certain distance to it so that's velocity is just a better way of measuring intensity and then you pair that with the modus sleeve which you know the only really number we were looking at was the arm stress number uh and the and the uh the throw counter i mean that's and, huge too. Just yeah, volume build. Just exactly. So, and, just, and then seeing that yeah. volume build over time, you know, you have the dashboard that has the AC ratio and one day workload and all that stuff that, you know, tells you, you know, shows you if you're on the right track or not. But uh, yeah, just like, why wouldn't you want that information? Dude, anything that provides you more information yeah. and a more clear picture of what's actually yeah. going on. You know, if you measure it, you can manage it. That's a exactly. And thing, it's just but... being honest with yourself, honest with where you're at, because obviously ego could take over on a day where you're feeling good and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it's necessary to go through that. You know, go through that at a young age. Yeah. You know, every, we've all been in high school. The first time you put a radar gun up, it's like, all right, I'm going to show something here. But you know, you get to an age where it's not about that anymore. It's about doing and, yeah, sticking to the path yeah, and, and doing it the right way. I don't know. I I guess she looks like beforehand, but I don't know the. I think it's a twelve to fourteen month usually recovery process until yeah. you're back on the mound. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if most people come back at twelve months where they were beforehand or better yeah. or not. But you know, we've watched it. You probably hit ninety on the mound for the first time 10, 10 and a half months out of surgery. Ten, yeah, it's like uh, 10, 10 months in a week. Your so. life, and that was what's your indoor PR ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. So you point two something like so that. So you popped ninety indoors, and then last weekend hit ninety one five. Yeah. So you set a new indoor PR. Yeah. Not even twelve months out of surgery yet. Yeah, and and you know since we built the volume from you know toward because like that initial program that I did, towards the end of it, I was making 130, 150 yeah. throws a day. Well, freaking last and, week you made what fifty throws off. Yeah, the well, no, it's, it's like sixty throws simulated a couple innings. So I did like warm ups in between innings. Went outside long yeah. toss. Did my plyo routine. So the volume was built from the get-go. That's like the base, you know, that's the floor. So, you know, every house starts with a solid foundation. So volume, yeah. I think, is that first foundation that you really got to build. And that's when you hammer in all the good movement patterns, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then once intensity comes, intensity takes over, and you, hopefully you just put your body in, create the constraints to get yourself to move in the right positions and stuff like that. Just because you see a lot, you know, people will be, once they turn on intensity, you know, they'll be working on mechanical stuff and everything like that. But were you doing the stuff beforehand to allow your body to get into those positions right. and stuff? Like everyone knows what, like just data shoot, like there's the data's out there to show what the good positions are now. What are, what are the, you know, you have pitch AI and the mo, you can get mo caps to show like what angular velocities are good. Everyone knows. So it's about creating those strengths and adaptations before you crank it up and the intensity up. And then you know, hope the intensity just takes over because you built in those good movement right. patterns and everything. Your so body, your body can doesn't. handle it. Exactly. So, you know, it's just the process of doing that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been fun, man. You know, it's, it to, has. yeah, it's, if you, if you don't love the process, you can't love the, you know, when, when things are good, the reward or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever your goal is. So, you know, I think, you know, the more you get into the process of it, you fall more in love with that almost. I mean, it's equal, you know, you want the reward too right, and right. stuff, but the process is just, you know, that's most of the time. Dude, you've, so, you've embraced the process, you've yeah, gone after it with intent. You got to. You're head and shoulders above, I think, what is expected of a guy returning from Tommy John. Yeah. I th- it's been cool to watch. Um, and you're getting ready here in a week or two to go pitch yeah. some games this summer. Yeah, so we're going to go uh, outdoors, bullpen today. I mean, not uh, later this week. 
uh, going cleat shopping today. Hey, you know, first it's gonna time be in a while. Yeah, but you get to lace up the new uh, fresh cleats. That's gonna be fun. Uh, Devo next week, and then uh, we're gonna. So we were, we were. The plan was to on June 26 pitch in my first game, which is exactly one year. But we're ready a week early, so you know the last bullpen went really well, and we're just bounce gonna, back fine. Yeah, bounce back great, feeling great. So just gonna deal, you know, finish up this this uh, rehab process and go pitching game. Do that for six weeks. Go, and you know, see where we're at and do it all over again. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Mike, fired up. It's been awesome watching you work. You're yeah, freaking. Appreciate it's cool that. seeing you PR last last week. Yeah. I mean, you go about your work better than probably anyone in here. Most consistently that. with intent, dude. And we love having you around. Yeah. And we're excited to watch you pitching some games this week. Love you guys. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming on, on bro. Man. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you.